Good. Where Mary rejoices at what God is doing in her life and in the world. Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but He has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. The Word of God. Well, It's December the 20th, whoops, there we go. Hi. It's December 20th. I don't know what that information does to you. It may panic you a little bit. Although I know for children and uh, grandchildren do a little advent calendar, when they get to pulling the doors open that have a two at the front, things really start picking up. It really is going to happen. It's almost here. And this really should be a time of expectation and anticipation. I don't know what you're expecting or anticipating. I know our family um, traditions tend to vary, even sometimes year to year. But most of us are anticipating these coming days to be filled with family with food, maybe even too much food. And for children, are especially anticipating gifts, presents. They're all under the tree there. You have to look at them and watch them. At least most of us do. My sister, um, uh, she's four years older than I am and, and a lot more of a rebel than I am. I better not tell that story. I just thought. (laughs) I don't want to plant any ideas. Let's skip that and go on. You're looking forward to stuff, aren't you? These truly are the days of expectation. And what we want to stop and think about this morning is this. That really, December the 20th and 21st, 22nd, 23rd are days when we can be getting ready and anticipating. And they really make the 24th and the 25th even more so. They even make them bigger because of the anticipation that we have going on. We should be experts as Christians at anticipation. We should be experts as Christians at expecting and looking forward to great things. Zig Ziglar once said, expect the best. And I think that's true for us. That's how we should live. It sort of worries me, you know about the face that we as Christians are presenting to the world these days. Uh, It seems like maybe we're presenting a face of of worry, of anger, 
of frustration, that things aren't the way we want them to be. And I don't think that's the face that God calls his people to present to the world. He calls upon us as his people to be his messengers, to let people know something good is really about to happen. We are to be people of joy. We are to be people of expectation. We are to be people of anticipation. Do you know what the biblical word for all of this is? We are to be people of hope. We are to be people to let this world know that there is hope for this world. When they read the headlines, when they hear of all the things going on, who is it but God's people who can step up and say, but there is hope that God is a God who loves us, God is a God who acts, and God is a God who has promised, God is a God who will keep his promises. We began this morning by reading Micah chapter 5. That's an interesting passage because we can pluck those words out of Micah and just read them kind of out of context and say, well, that's nice, that's pretty. But if you were in Micah's day, those words were uttered at very dark and difficult times. Those words were uttered when the people thought that nothing ever was going to happen again that was good, that things were only bad and they were only going to get worse. And to those people, Micah the prophet spoke the word of God. He mentioned a little town called Bethlehem, a little insignificant village, a suburb of Jerusalem. And he said that out of that little town was going to come someone who would change the world. Out of that little town would come one whom God had promised to be the new ruler of all of the world. Out of that little town of Bethlehem would come one who would unite the people again, who would shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of God's name. And out of that little town would come someone who would lead all people to live together once again in peace. Micah believed those words. And therefore he lived his life accordingly. Even though he lived in very difficult times, he lived a life of hope. He lived a life that said, God is going to bring good things into this world. And because God is going to bring good things into this world, I will live a life expecting that, awaiting that, anticipating for that. And therefore, my days today will be rich and full. We read also a text from Luke. Mary, a little girl who also lived in a rather insignificant town, who received a great promise from God through the visit of an angel, who visited her and said that she was going to become, she was going to become the vessel of God's mercy and grace to all people. And therefore, she lifted up her voice in praise and said, This is what will drive my life. This expectation, this waiting, this hope. God is a God of mercy, she said. God is a God who will bring justice to this world, even though maybe I can't see it right now. 
God has said it, and therefore it will happen. God will lift up the lowly and those who are struggling. God will feed the hungry. How do I know this? Because God has promised this. And God is a God who keeps His promises. Now, I don't know Mary, but I know she lived her life accordingly. Because she had this hope. Because she had this anticipation. Because she was eagerly awaiting the arrival of the Prince of Peace. My invitation for you today is to live in that anticipation. Not just the anticipation that in five days it's Christmas time. Not just with the anticipation that family is going to gather, that food will be served, that presents will be open. But to let this season remind us that God has promised us that He will be a God of mercy and love, that He is coming to straighten out this world, that He has sent His Son to live and to die among us, that He has sent His Son to give us the promise that we will be with Him forever, and therefore, no matter what else is going on in our lives, we can peek over those things and say, but we have hope. And we are people who wait in hope. I want to read one more passage to you. It's out of Galatians. And this is Paul reflecting back on the birth of Christ. And listen to what he says that it does for us to keep these things in our heart and in our soul. He said, When the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son. When the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son. Now there we could do a historical retrospective and notice how God had brought all things together at just the right time. Just the right time Jesus was born. God had been working on this with His people for centuries. And He had in mind what time it would be that would be the best time for Jesus to be born upon this earth. And therefore, when that time came, then the Prince of Peace, the Son of God, was born. But when I read that, my question for myself is, when is the fullness of time in my life? Is it today? Have I let that anticipation and that hope slip away? Have I become so immersed in the troubles and the struggles and the challenges and the activities and the busyness that I'm no longer living my life looking forward to the joy that God will bring? Am I a person, when people encounter me, encounter someone who says in their demeanor, in their words, in the way they live, that good times are coming? When the fullness of time came, God sent His Son born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law. To buy me back from the life that I had found myself kind of living. To get me out of the rut. To buy me back from the prince of darkness and evil that says life is hard, life is tough, it's only going to get worse, nose to the grindstone. 
to buy me back and give me hope. To say, no, that's not the way it is. That light has come into this world. And that light continues to shine. And because of that, I will live accordingly. I will live my life not ignoring what I have to do. Not ignoring the challenges. Not sweeping under the carpet the times when life is truly difficult. But through all of those times, knowing that God has promised that He will come and He will be a God of mercy and grace in order to redeem us so that we might receive adoption as children, that we might become a part of God's family. All of us at this time of year treasure our family, and we know what it means to be a part of a family and how good that feels. Well, this year, let us also remember how good it feels to be a part of God's family. To know that He has embraced us as His child and that He loves us as dearly as you parents and grandparents love your own children. That that's how much He loves you. He has come and given us adoption of children and because of that, He has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts to strengthen us, to guide us, to lead us, to lift us up and to encourage us. And if we are God's children, then we are heirs. And we know that the inheritance He has laid up for us will last for eternity. This year, today, five days ahead of Christmas, let us resolve in our hearts that we will be people of hope. That we will be people who live expecting God to come and to be the God of light, the God of justice, the God of mercy, the God of love. Let us show in our way of living. Let us show in our way of speaking that we are people of hope. We're going to stand here in just a moment and sing a beautiful song that celebrates the joy of this realization. And as we do this, there's going to be some of the leaders of this church standing on the perimeters. And if you today cannot say in your heart that I live in hope, that I live in anticipation of wonderful times, then our invitation to you is to go to one of these folks and let them pray with you that you might receive the gift of anticipation and hope. Let's stand and sing together. King, let every heart prepare him room. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Heal to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. Repeat the 
Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the